0: on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility each episode we will talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years this episode we will be exploring the cave of wonders and talking about aladdin for the sega genesis i'm katie
1: and i'm chris
0: we're riding our magic carpet away from the lava so let's go
1: on a magic carpet ride a
0: whole new world (laughs) uh so
1: every turn a surprise i just clipped your audio that's cool
0: we're gonna have a surprise because i wrote no notes for the trope i forgot
1: hey oh yeah you did it All right. It'll be fine. It'll be fine.
0: It'll be fine. So episode 51, we're into the second half of our century. Sure.
1: (laughs) It it took us long enough. We've we've got a weird uh, asymptotic progression, apparently. But thank you for sticking with us.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Even though we're hoping to have episodes out a little bit more regularly this year, we have a plan, as we mentioned in the last episode. We'll have some more mini-episodes hopefully coming out in the next couple of months as well. So hopefully we'll get more out to you guys this year. But again, thank you for sticking with us, and we're excited to keep going.
1: We've heard from a bunch of you, and yeah, this is it's going to be good. It's going to be a good new year.
0: It's going to be a good new year, and we've been playing a lot of games recently, so that's been fun as well.
1: We really have, which is, <laughs> which is nice to get back to.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, on that note, it's time to go to our video game, Trope of the Day. Trope of
1: the Day! <laughs> so, Katie... As we were really good and forgot to actually write our notes about this trope of the day, we're, we're doing this live, folks. Katie, what can you tell us about our trope of the day, which is licensed games?
0: So our trope is pretty self-explanatory. There are let's put it this way movie studios and studios in general like to make money and the way they do that is often pimping out their ips in every way possible one of the earliest ways they did this was video games
1: i literally almost had a spit take when you said (laughs) movie the, the like to make money Yeah,
0: so this is those games that are movie tie-ins, licensed movies, even like licensed games from other media that make it into video games can fall into this category. It's where one type of media is trying to expand into the video game realm, and so we get our licensed games. It also means things often get complicated politics-wise when creating these games.
1: Uh, Yeah, and let's be honest... They don't have a good track record. Licensed games not. do not have a good track record.
0: But this isn't our first licensed game that we've covered on the podcast. I
1: Chris, wish I had remember? a good comeback say, for that, but I don't remember what it is. You wouldn't um, think. So
0: here's the thing. As we said, they don't have a good track record normally, but the one game we have played had an amazing oh, track record.
1: Goldeneye.
0: Goldeneye. Eye.
1: Yes. <laughs> That was actually a good licensed game.
0: It was a great licensed game. Licensed games also have, as we said, there's politics involved. So it's fascinating when they did a remake of GoldenEye for, I think, the Xbox 360 back in the day. They had the Mm -hmm. Daniel Craig sprite instead of the Pierce Brosnan sprite because he was the current Bond and because of licensing that's how it had to go and it was weird. (laughs) So licensed games are weird sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's yeah.
0: (laughs) So other licensed games that you're going to see along the way. Of course, Disney does a ton of these games. They had The Lion King, Jungle Book, uh, were some of their big ones at this same time period that Aladdin came out. But we also have I'm trying to think of a good example that's not a Disney movie.
1: So let's talk about I just quickly went to TV Tropes page for licensed games. Uh And it listed all the ones that whoever could be bothered... Two, yeah. it's a thousand and twenty one 021 lines <laughs> of just licensed games, and that's probably so, not
0: all of them. Let's let's no, not ourselves. Uh, let's see.
1: Let's lots of just scrolly quickly. X Men, Warhammer, oh, X-Men. SpongeBob, Dragon Ball, Batman. Oh, yeah. A billion alien games.
0: What's funny about that is a lot of those are actually considered very good games for their type. Not all of them, but like Dragon Ball Z Budokai is a great fighting game.
1: And honestly, the Warhammer RTS games, I thought were great, at least a handful of them. Like there are good ones. They just don't. It's mostly we're we're talking about this because of movie licensed games, which... Which do have a horrible track record, other than, like, GoldenEye. And-
0: yeah, it's it's the games that come out right around the exact same time as the movie, because they're trying to mm. run off the movie. So these are, like, I think, like, A Bug's Life had a Wii game that was awful. And- <laughs> it's a ton of
1: stuff that's rushed out because yeah. they're trying to cash in, and it's studio pressure, and they yeah. never end up going well. Like, again, there are good ones. Honestly, Aladdin is not a terrible licensed game.
0: No, it's all in how how much care and love is put into the game. Is this game being developed to be a game that happens to have a license? Or is right. this game being developed because they had the license rights and they wanted to make money off of it? Yeah. Uh, I think... That is the the really interesting. The other difference, I think, between licensed games is there are licensed games like Aladdin that are based specifically on the media itself as you are playing through whatever media you were, it was based on. So this is based on mm-hmm. the movie directly. You're playing mo- moments in the movie in theory versus right. games like the Batman games, for example, that are just their own storylines, their own plots. They can do kind of whatever they want. And so there's a lot more liberty for those kind of games as well. But they are still licensed games.
1: Yeah, like Batman has all of that lore behind it through the comics mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. So there's a lot more stuff for them to work with. Mm-hmm. I just want to briefly bring up the almost like reversed licensed game mm-hmm. because I've read some of the Halo books because they okay. made books about Halo, which yeah. is kind of like the opposite. And they've got they've got a bunch of like uh, expanded universe stuff. But they literally had a book that was the first Halo game in book form Mm -hmm. and like fleshed out a bunch of stuff in the background. But I thought it was interesting because the most boring part of that book was the part that described what happened in the game. Yeah. And it was way more interesting (laughs) in those parts that fleshed out the background.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, licensing in general goes both ways. It's not just movie studios who want to make a lot of money. You, of course, have movies that are based on video games that also often have a terrible track record.
1: Yes. Awful, (laughs) awful track record, especially if you a ball... Is involved, (laughs) he's (laughs) notorious.
0: So, again, it it is really interesting. Licensing can bring a lot of complications and politics to the cross media, but it's so common and it's not going to go away because they tend to sell, even if they're not good.
1: Because we are all sheep, maybe, and we will just buy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's why licensed games is our video game trope of the day. Trope of the day! Let's get into our game of the episode. Chris, there's some complications. What game are we actually talking about in today's episode?
1: So we were actually fortunate for both of us. We are talking about Aladdin, originally for the Sega Genesis. And you played... The Sega Genesis mm-hmm. version, yes. Mm-hmm. I played the Switch version that came out a handful of years ago, which turns out was an emulator of, the, of Sega version. the Sega Genesis version, because there were two versions. There was a Sega Genesis version and the SNES version, and they were very different. They came out within a month of each other, yes. but yes. yes Fortunately, like- we played the right one.
0: Yes. And so we talk about that in our rows a little bit that we are and we couldn't remember which version we played because we just we we knew there were two versions, but we didn't know which one we played because it wasn't a game we owned. But it turns out we both the memories we had were from the Sega version. Yes. And so it works out which, that we played which that Which tracks, version. yeah. But as Chris said, both the Sega and SNES versions came out in 1993, so about a year after the movie came out, and they had two different developers. So the SNES version was developed by Capcom, and the Sega version was developed by Virgin Games uh, USA. So we're going to mostly be focusing on the Sega version, but we're going to pop up here and there and talk about some of the differences between the two games, uh, just because there is some confusion because they came out basically at the same time which is kind of crazy. And they're both side-scrolling platformer games, and they had very similar mechanics at times, like the throwing of apples is in both games. So it is really interesting, the similarities and the differences between the two games.
1: Can you imagine nowadays where it's a a singular license to two different developers? Like, look at, look at Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars has an exclusive developer, and it was a huge deal when they switched over yep. from... What was that, EA to...
0: No, they were... Oh, no,
1: BioWare is... Because BioWare is under EA.
0: BioWare got bought by EA. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Anyway. But, yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah, they don't... This doesn't happen anymore. The only time you'll see a a different developer on the same game nowadays is normally between handheld devices and consoles, but there aren't... There isn't really a handheld device anymore. That doesn't exist anymore.
1: No, it's, it's more of a mobile... They'll. They'll kick the can for a mobile device. Oh, what you doing, Nebula? Nem-nem. All right, hold on. I'm gonna say that so there's a good cut between what I was yes. actually trying to say and Nem- talking to the. What are you doing, Neb?
0: <laughs> she's like, I
1: don't know. <laughs> she's nom, she's nom, eating nom, her
0: nom. white claw.
1: Cheers.
0: Yeah, exactly. She has her. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: So mostly what you see nowadays is the difference between mobile developers and console developers. So like most of the time you'll see the publisher kick the mobile development to a smaller development team for those mobile games. (laughs) But yeah.
0: Her tail is just wagging crazy. She's like, this is great. (laughs) Not now. Yeah. It is really interesting how it's handled a little bit differently. You would not see this kind of thing happen in the modern era ma'am i love you but ma'am you have not been playing with it all day so some some notes about the actual Sega Genesis game, because it actually has a really interesting development history because, again, Disney sold the licensing to two different developers for each console and basically said, Sega, you can find your own person. Nintendo, you can find your own person. So Sega initially went to Blue Sky Software uh, because they had just developed a Little Mermaid game. And so they're like, cool, go ahead and do this. We trust you do it. But Blue Sky was like, cool, but we have a Jurassic Park game that's coming out before that, another licensed game.
1: Which I have played.
0: Yeah. And they're like, so we're going to focus on that instead. And Disney basically was like, whoa, whoa, the Capcom game is way ahead of you all. You have the same date coming out. What are you doing? And basically was like, no, we're taking this game away from you. So mm-hmm. Disney took the game away from them. But you can actually find Aladdin references in Jurassic Park because the people who were working on Aladdin there were sad, so they put references in Jurassic Park. Aw, which is kind of funny.
1: Also, what else did Blue Sky do?
0: I don't. I knew they sounded familiar. I couldn't remember what else they did.
1: Episode two. I don't four, remember. Three. What? What was it? Vector Man
0: guy did vector man you're right yeah that was like episode three yeah oh my god so yeah so we're we're pulling it right back yeah so they they that came out actually after this game because vector man's from 1995
1: oh yeah you're right
0: so there you go so after they were done Jurassic Park they started working on vector man possibly but yeah so they actually moved it Uh, Disney removed it from them, and this is actually why Disney Mm. is so, they actually cite this experience of why Disney is so hands-on with developers now with their titles and why they're so protective of their IP because they had Mm -hmm. such a bad experience with Boo Sky, they thought not giving it the attention it deserved, they're like, no, we're going to be all over you now. Which is kind of fascinating. But, Virgin Games had actually worked on the Jungle Book game, which had come out uh, the previous year. Disney loved working with them. They had a really good relationship. So uh, Virgin Games design director basically was like, "Okay, we want to keep working with you again for another game. So he proposed to Disney because he knew they needed a new Aladdin developer. He's like, why don't we use your animators and your animation for a video game so it looks the way you want it to look? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And so that's why they did that pitch. And because of that. Uh, this is actually the first game that has animation, like hand-drawn animations in any game, which is really kind of cool. And you could see it yeah. in the Sega game. It looks so much like the movie because of that.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but honestly, I've looked at screenshots of the uh, SNES game. Mm-hmm. And the Sega game just looks looks so much better. And it's it's much
0: smoother because of it. Because it's all based on hand-drawn animations, it's all digitized versions of it. It, It's much, Mm -hmm. much smoother, which is... Really kind of cool. Uh,
1: And it's not uh, your Mortal Kombat rotoscoped awkward. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly.
0: The other part about Virgin taking over was they took over in January 1993, and the deadline was for October of 93. So they developed (sighs) this game real quick.
1: Yeah. it's Again, go back to those old games Mm -hmm. that are just, they pump those things out. Yeah. And they weren't terrible quality most of the time. No, it was
0: very good. And another thing that a notable part of the the design elements of this game that you can start feeling when you're playing it is the director of the game was David Perry, which another callback to episode, I think, number one of the podcast, Earthworm Jim.
1: And I was doing some research and found that. I mean, you can absolutely feel that in the animation and the humor. And Yeah. yeah, it's... Again, it, just going in particular, all, there's all one back.
0: level that we'll talk about later that it's like, oh, this is an earthworm gym level. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so that was that was that was a fun little piece to find out. And then, like, it just all clicked, clicked. when I yep. saw that. I was just like, yeah, yep, 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 yep.
0: One last development note is the music was done by Donald Griffin, where he rearranged five of the songs from the movie, which you can very clearly hear when you're playing the soundtrack, but then also created five new songs, then converted those songs to MIDI so that they could get the sounds right. And then Tommy Tallarico put the notes in the game, like put the music in the game note by note. I specifically call that out because if you don't know who Tommy Tallarico is, look him up. He's a fascinating human, and there is a like three-hour video by H-bomber guy that I highly recommend.
1: I will look at that because I feel like I know the name.
0: He is the creator of video game, oh God, VGA, where it's the orchestra who plays video game music, and they travel over the ah. world, so he's the creator of that. He also claims to have, well, he does have the Guinness Book of World Records for being involved in the most video game soundtracks. But uh, people have been looking <laughs> into it, and it's um, kind of not all uh, it's cracked up to be. And, uh, Above I'll, I'll, ground? Yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's a fascinating yep. story. He seems like a fascinating human. Uh, <laughs> there's a video of his house at one point you can find online, like a crib-style video that's wild. <laughs> like, look him up. So the, pedi- the, pedigree,
1: the pedigree of this game is pretty good
0: it is it is yeah it, it it's a really fascinating and it it worked you know w- it worked out for them critical reception they sold 1.6 million copies of this game in the first week and, yeah. and it, it went on to sell 4 million copies making it the third best selling uh, Sega Genesis game of all time after only Sonic 1 and Sonic
1: 2 it's when people cared about licensed games yeah. and Both developer and, well, I will say consumer, because the consumer still likes licensed games. Yeah,
0: But they they put a lot of effort in, and it was so notable that it sold so well that Nintendo was annoyed that theirs didn't sell as well. It still sold very well for Nintendo, just not as well as the Sega version did. Yeah. And it pushed Nintendo to develop a new relationship with another developer because they wanted to get ahead of the game because they were so frustrated that this game beat them out, which is how they Mm. developed their relationship with Rare, which ended up resulting in Donkey Kong Country. So, there you go. Donkey
1: Kong. There you go. Who knew this game that we had just kind of kicked to the curb had so much cultural impact in everything?
0: Overall scores, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a 34 out of 40. Famitsu gave it a 35 out of 40. IGN had an 8 out of 10. So solid scores across the board. It sold really well. It just, people like the game and really remember the game. And the Genesis game is definitely the one that sticks out in people's brains more than Mm -hmm. anything else. I think people who played the SNES version will remember it, but I think more people know about the Genesis game.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one that people talked about.
0: Yeah. so And, it, and to be fair, it scored better mostly than the SNES game because that had an aggregated score of 78%. So there you go. But with all that information that we now know about the differences, I think it's time to go back before we had no idea which game we played. So let's <laughs> play that Chiacarina of Time, go back to the past before we had a chance to play the game and learn about the game. So let's do it.
1: One jump ahead of the timeline boo <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good reference. Um, I'm not proud of that. That music means we are back into the past, back before we have had a chance to play this game again. Katie, what do you remember about Aladdin? For the genesis
0: yeah it it's I think I played it on the Genesis, but I don't think it's one we owned weirdly enough
1: no i'm I'm pretty sure this when I remember playing it, it was the the neighbor across the street yeah. is where I remember playing it
0: i don't I think I played it at a friend's house for sure. I don't remember a ton about it. I do remember your main weapon is a sword
1: that's more than I remember.
0: The only reason I remember that is as a kid, I was like, Aladdin, like, never used a sword. It's not, it's a Disney movie. It's not violent. He, like, never uses his sword. Yeah. I want to say it's, like, his primary, like, weapon through this game. I guess I would expect it to be more of a platformer where you don't need to, like, fight things off.
1: Th- throw apples? I don't.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that a that's thing? fair. Throw apples. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I might remember the sword. Not really.
0: That's a, that's I can I just have this image of him just swinging the sword. That's like that's yeah, it's like, a platformer. I do remember it's a platformer, like a two D platformer. So you're going like yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, well, It's uh, that kind it of game. For, it was for the Genesis, right?
0: Yeah, no, it was for the Genesis. Yeah. I think it was on the NES as well, or SNES.
1: I, I remember it being hard. It that's was so all hard. I remember. See, I like, think that's
0: the thing. I don't think I played it very much. I don't think I went beyond like the first level or so.
1: No, because we, we probably couldn't do that because we weren't good at platformers. Yeah, we're still not good at platformers. Don't
0: know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 but I don't have a ton of memory of it. Yeah, like I said, I just remember a lot in swinging the avatar I want to say that the. Carpet comes into play at some point, but I don't know I, how. I don't remember the carpet. I
1: remember, I remember the desert. I remember the yeah. cave of wonders.
0: Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like I remember the settings. Like I remember, like the, I think the cave yeah. of wonders was mostly blue, and then the desert was like tan. Of course, um, <laughs> Aladdin is running around in his street urchin clothes, not his
1: the prince Ali. prince
0: clothes. Obviously,
1: yes. Was Raja a boss?
0: Oh, I don't remember that, but that could be.
1: It's, it's I feel like this is going to be one of those games where we're going to play and go, "Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. I yeah, I agree. I
0: think I feel like apples were a collectible. I don't like a currency or something.
1: Oh, yeah. Cuz
0: I could just I it, it the fruit just hanging in the air. I, I might well, I might be confusing it with Crash Bandicoot. I don't know, <laughs> Or
1: or lion king because that was kind of the same feel right yeah
0: like, lion King. they were they were i feel like they came out not at the same time but around in the same generation of games that they were done in a very similar style
1: yeah is aladdin the one there was like weird fan theories because there was like a stop sign or something in part of the aladdin game Oh, so it like, it's like is Aladdin in the post-apocalypse?
0: I don't remember that. This, this at might all? be an old cracked
1: article or something like that. I was going to say
0: but... that sounds like that sounds like a cracked article. I did a little cheat. That is a thing. There is a stop sign in the game. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in the main episode, I'm sure. But like, uh,
1: I don't remember that for playing. I just remember just that from reading it and like. You know, when when people still read Cracked.com.
0: Yeah. Game theories are a little more complicated nowadays.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I remember it being really, really hard. I remember jumping from platform to platform and everything like that. I just don't have a ton of memories of this game. I want to say the music was really standard like it wasn't like anything from the movie because i don't think they could have paid those even though they owned it i don't think they were paying for it, it to be in it the game. it might have been
1: but it might have just been like repetitive midi stuff
0: yeah that's what i feel like it was at that time that's all it could be is repetitive midi stuff
1: i remember playing it but i don't have any memories of the game itself
0: i i agree i i think that's where more sits i want to say that it's not just us who thought it was hard though i want to say it was notoriously hard
1: i think you're correct i think that is a thing that lots of people have said. Is it one of those, did it have kind of that earthworm gym? when you die, it cuts to a death scene?
0: Ooh, possibly. I mean, it's that generation. Like, it definitely seems the generation where there's no, like, save, proper saves. Like, you might get a code oh, yeah, yeah. or something to get to higher levels, but there definitely weren't saves.
1: No. No, absolutely not.
0: It's one of those games I we, we've wanted to play on the podcast for a while because of the the fact that I think it is just notoriously difficult and it just one we sits in our memory, but we have no memory of it. It's so weird.
1: I know. It, yeah. It's just this weird
0: gap <laughs> of a game.
1: Yeah. It's because we played it at friends' houses, so it was very it was more hanging out with friends.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing is, I mean, we have a lot of games that we talk about that we played only at friends' houses that we have more memory of, but I think because this game was so difficult, it never lasted long, even at friends' houses. It'd be like, you'd play it for a little bit, and then everyone would get sick of it, and you'd move on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember the art being pretty good.
0: For, for the generation, I feel like the art was like, wow, this looks, like, at the time, I was like, this looks exactly like the movie. It. I'm yeah. sure it doesn't, but it felt uh, like it yeah. at the time. I'm. Mean, it felt like, very, it felt, it felt true to the movie. It felt like yeah. it was clearly like, this wasn't like a fourth party doing an Aladdin game. It was clearly Disney pushed, right. Disney done, Disney artists were involved kind of thing.
1: Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me a lot of what Earthworm Jim was and the type of, in the movement style and the the art style that might just be a weird rose brain thing putting it together I'd, probably yeah, I'm, I'm very interested <laughs> to go back and see this i think i'm going to be playing the version that's on the switch
0: okay i'm going to play the sega version
1: so that that's the version i'm going to be playing i imagine it's going to be i think it's just a straight port so
0: I don't think there's a lot else to say about it. This is going to be one of our shorter Rose segments because we don't have a lot of memory of it. No. <laughs> so all that said, Chris, what's your Rose score for Aladdin?
1: I mean, I'm just going to go at a seven. I remember it being hard, but not intentionally or not hard on purpose or not hard because of flaws like it was hard on purpose I should it, say yeah yeah like, but
0: it wasn't one of those games that made it so impossibly hard that they just because I feel like that this yeah. was they tried to make a good game it just was a hard good
1: game yeah and I'm fully willing to eat those words when I go back and play it if it's full of flaws <laughs> what about you what's your uh, what's your rose tinted score for this game Due to
0: just pure lack of memory of it, it has to be a six at the highest. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. remember enough of it, and it didn't stick in my brain, and I feel like if I liked it at all, it would have stuck in my brain. I feel like also if it was terrible, like if it was unplayable, it would have stuck in my brain for a very different reason. So I don't think that was the reason. I just don't think yeah. I liked it.
1: That's that's fair. So what's what's your projected score? What's your What's your... Predicted score. Why do I keep saying projected? I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm after give, three
1: years, you'd think I would get that right.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven. A solid seven. I think it'll be slightly better than I remember. I hope I'm slightly better at it than I remember. <laughs> but uh, we'll give it a solid seven. What about you? What's your predicted score?
1: I think I'm also going to go with a seven. I think it's going to be hard for the sake of being hard, which is not necessarily games that I like. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. So this is this is interesting. A game that we have very little memories of, as you said, but remember playing it. Your, your rose is a six, projected a seven. Mine's a seven and a seven. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go do it and see how it works out. Let's go play that game. This will be fun to stream, mostly because we'll just probably be swearing a lot. Oh,
0: there will be these will probably be ironically not safe for work streams. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's play that chi of time go back to the present so after we've played the game and see how it went let's go
1: sounds good all right we are back from the past we have played the game i played this way more than i thought i was going to Mm -hmm. because i was slightly worried based on (laughs) my rose memories Katie, what could you tell me about just the basics of this game? Let's start with the plot. Have you seen Aladdin?
0: Yeah. The plot is the movie.
1: I mean, not not really, but sort of.
0: You go through elements of the movie. So you start as yeah. on the streets of Agrabah. Then you get told to like find the scarab pieces. And so you do.
1: Which doesn't happen in the movie.
0: True. And then <laughs> you get put in jail where you get broken out so you can go to the Cave of Wonders. Which yep. does happen in the movie, and yep. you go in the Cave of Wonders. Boo touches something in a cutscene, not in a uh, not in the gameplay, but he touches not, one yeah, of the gems cu- in a cutscene. Cut
1: being a uh, uh, flash, which I skipped half of by accident. Oh, I
0: did keep skipping them by because accident because I, I thought
1: <laughs> if you hit A, it would go to the next scene. Nope, yeah, you just nope. missed the entire <laughs> exposition.
0: And then you get trapped in the genie lamp, which is a bit different as well. You're in the genie lamp. Yep. Nope. But then you escape. It's fine. And you go you jump forward in the plot to suddenly you're in the Sultan's palace and then you're in Jafar's palace because he's taken over, and then you fight Jafar and then you win. That Yay. that's the game. That's the plot. You
1: just there's there's no level about seducing Princess Jasmine.
0: No. Not seducing.
1: No. That's courting?
0: The, courting Princess Jasmine. It would have been kind of fun if you had a run away from Raja, the uh, the tiger.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> It was a pretty basic plot. Again, the game, we keep calling it Aladdin. The official name of this game is Disney's Aladdin. So it's very much the movie ideas. And they do assume you've watched the movie before you play the game. That is very much an assumption.
1: Yeah. It was as much as you could expect from what the plot of the movie was to... Yeah.
0: How that would how much of the movie would translate to games is yes. what was translated, basically. With a little added levels here and there. So Chris, tell me about some of the mechanics of Aladdin. We got a lot right in the rows. I'm surprised, but we got a lot right.
1: We did? I don't I don't remember throwing apples, so it's no. it's a. We talked about there is a pretty... projectile,
0: but or we thought there was a projectile, yes. but we couldn't remember what it was. It was, but we remembered collecting apples, so we knew.
1: That <laughs> we is true. I forgot there. we could throw them. It's it's a fairly bog standard platformer. Mm-hmm. Jump. You got a sword, and you could throw apples. Mm-hmm. I don't remember apples being so important. Yeah. And using them as much, which might explain why it didn't. Get very far probably in the original playthroughs.
0: Yeah. Cause they're 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 why you beat the bosses most of the time is apples.
1: Yeah. And apples are an expendable ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. And and you could pick them up, you know, they're I won't say like rings because you don't lose them unless you die, in which case you go back to, to ten. Yeah. Which is catastrophic at some points. But yeah, it <laughs> so really it's just is. explore the levels. You could definitely see, as we said, the Earthworm Jim influencing kind Mm -hmm. of the level design where it's very much back and forth. There's secret areas. There's climbing. There's grappling. Not grappling, like hanging and swinging. Yeah, there's hanging
0: and swinging from
1: stuff. So all of that old school movement around.
0: Yep. And there's a couple of specialty levels in there as well. There's a run level where you're trying to escape the cave of wonder, so where you can't stop and you have to keep basically running the whole time. And then there's also the carpet ride level where you just have to control the carpet up and down as you're trying mm-hmm. to escape the cave of wonders. <laughs> Both of them are escaping the cave wonders. So there were some kind of changed levels, but or uh, different than traditional platforming. But in general, it was just a, it, it's a classic platforming game.
1: There is a live system, so mm-hmm. oh, I hate yeah. it. It's there's lives, there's health, which is fair, and it's it's a clever UI thing where your health is, the smoke coming out of the, the genie lamp. lamp, yep, the genie lamp up in the top left corner, so and that's you can your pick health up and
0: health throughout the level, and you can actually buy lives and continues,
1: yes, which, which is, are wishes,
0: which are wishes, but that was really yes. nice. So, being so, able to so buy was that. So, it interesting
1: because, yeah, you bought those via... Gems. Gems through the merchant mm-hmm. that's in the opening of Aladdin. Of,
0: of the Aladdin, which has been pretty much confirmed at this point to be the genie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it... It's Robin it, Williams. It,
0: yes, and they said and the, the, the the director said at one point there was a reveal that he turned out to be the genie. Ah, I mean but it they, makes sense. It never made it to the film, but that was it. it was the plan was to make him the genie? That's why he's yes. telling the story is because he and that's that how he knows true. it all because he's the genie.
1: By the way, all of that opening stuff was all improv by Robin Williams. Yes,
0: I know it's crazy. Like, they just
1: gave him like a pile of stuff. Like, well, and again, I, I I rewatched the movie prior to recording because i wanted to and i forgot how good of a movie it is and he's got the thing where he's he's got the thing it's like this will never break oh it it broke broke.
0: uh it's it's such a great movie but it also it's kind of him being the genie is actually a good explainer of why he's randomly in the levels and why he can sell you a wish yeah
1: Mm -hmm. that is fair
0: The other things you can get in the level are there you can find an a boo head, which means it's an extra level at the end of the level, like where you have to collect gems and apples, or you can get genie heads throughout the level. And the genie heads basically give you like tokens for a no whammy style game at the end of the level where you can get like gems.
1: You you got it perfectly. I was because I was like I was trying to figure out how to describe it. It's like it's not a slot machine. It's It's like a a whammy. It's a no (laughs) whammy because you could win apples, you could win gems. You can win lives, lives. or if you hit the Jafar head,
0: you you lose
1: all of yeah everything. Which which I forgot about until I went back, and as soon as I saw the screen where it showed that, all I remember was the sound effect of Jafar going. "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you hit that, and you lose all of your tokens.
0: Well, yeah. But you keep what you've already earned. That's the only nice thing. They're not that mean. They do let you keep what you already earned, but you can't. You could have like six more tries and they're like, nope, you're done, which stinks. I I hit Jafar a lot.
1: (laughs) I that's what I remember as I saw that is literally the first time I played through it again, I managed to get through the entire genie thing without hitting a Jafar. And I was like, how is that possible? (laughs) Never happened again after that. There
0: you go. So it's the mechanics also where we're going to see. This is the last time we're going to discuss kind of the SNES versus Sega versions. But the biggest difference, I think, between the two versions, aesthetically, they look very different. It's just the style that they went with. But the big things are... There's no sword in the SNES version. You only yeah, have apples as a projectile. But because of that, you can stomp on the heads of the guards and that actually stuns them. Which, that doesn't work in the Sega version, as I learned when I tried to drop on their heads and it hurt me. Yes. And there's also a like, sack or pillow kind of thing that you carry around. It's a float mechanic. Oh, so you can jump yeah, off things yeah. and float down things, which is kind of a nice mechanic they use and Abu travels around with you. He doesn't do anything, but he's in the game with you, which is kind of nice.
1: He shows up a couple times in the Sega He shows game. up,
0: but like he's literally following you around level to level in the SNES version. Yeah. The Sega version, again, it does have the sword. That's gonna be one of the biggest differences. So so the styles change up a lot because of that between the two games because whereas the yeah. SNES version is more about like jumping around, avoiding enemies where you can, but like it's more about avoiding enemies and, and distance hits whereas uh, the Sega version is much more combat oriented because you have the sword so you're supposed to go up to enemies and hit them with your sword
1: well and you look at the late game in the mm-hmm. in the Sega game I I'm gonna say the Sega game the game that we played where you're in like Jafar's palace yeah. or even the Sultan's palace where there's just enemies Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah.
0: And so their their games just it's just handled a little bit differently. The Sega version is considered a little bit more challenging because of that as well. But in general, yeah. it was a lot of fun. There are cheat codes like classic cheat codes in this game. There was a cheat to skip levels, which is A B B A A B B A. You could just skip the level you're on. And then there's also in the options menu, if you hit AC four times and then B four times. It opens the testing mode, basically, because you can turn off Mm -hmm. invincibility, you could do view the maps, you could just kind of scan the whole area and finish the level, and you could pick whatever Mm -hmm. level you start on.
1: Funny, because again, throwing back to the Earthworm Jim stuff, the AC, 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 that just makes me think of the Call of Cab. Yeah. All of the Earthworm, oh no, that's Blue Sky. Shucks. Yeah. That's that's Blue Sky cheats. I mean, Earthworm Jim also had all the cheater cheater cheats.
0: So I, I did feel like a cheater during that, but I, I did play through the game and, and I, I haven't beaten it without the cheats, but... Let's get into the, the our opinions on the game. There was one level that just yeah. broke me, and that was the run level. <laughs> so there are save points within each level. There's like genie heads that you pay, like. Genie they're pots. on like yeah. pots, and so that's nice. And you, it, it is a live system. And so I was really confident the like second or third playthrough, and I got to all the way past the cave of wonders, and it was into the. It's called like escape, and you're trying to run out. of And it's the run level where you're mm. just supposed to run across the screen and i used every single one of my lives and continues in that level <laughs> and could not beat that level
1: running away from the boulders the
0: boulders yeah you're run- and you're jumping over the lava and you're trying to do that and there's no saves in that particular level and it was brutal and yes. i i it killed me and so i was doing that in the cheat version and was still losing despite being invincible because if you fall in between cracks invincibility means nothing yes And that was, that was tough. And so the only way I ended up beating that level is by safe coming and doing it over and over and over again.
1: So, you know what the Switch version has? When I told you to hit L, when I didn't realize you were playing, L is literally like a Prince of Persia reverse time.
0: What?
1: Yes. So you hold, you hold L and even after the death screen... You reverse and can redo. I abused the hell out of that. Especially on those types of levels. Oh,
0: God, that's so unfair. It's,
1: I wish I would have known about that when I saw you last week because I could have demonstrated it because it's. I wish, wild. yeah. I wish I'd
0: seen that. That's so crazy. So, besides that, though, I actually. The gameplay was pretty smooth all things considered. Yeah. Like once you got used to the rhythm of it, it was jumping, it was annoying at times like some of the like the spikes that randomly get out of the wall. The thing I think I struggled a lot with was textures in the level.
1: Oh my god, I have so many notes about that. Yes. <laughs> because they've got the foreground, mm-hmm. they've got the foreground objects which literally got in the way of going to textures the uh the blocks that came out of the wall Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: there were multiple instances especially in the dungeon level where Mm -hmm. the foreground object was in the way yeah you couldn't of the sprite for the platform that would come out of the wall
0: and it was other things like so for like the run level it took me until like 300th time i was doing it because i was doing (laughs) the like over and over again that I realized there was one part I was I kept jumping too soon and I couldn't figure it out I was like how am I supposed to do this because I'm jumping at the end of the cliff but I wasn't yep, yep. there was a little bit further that was just yes, so close tiny, to the background color. tiny
1: little nub tiny mm. little nub and as soon as Fortunately, I that I could out, just I could, rewind time yeah. yeah
0: as soon as I figured that out I was like oh this is why I keep under jumping because I'm jumping too soon, but oh my I god, I know exactly
1: that. what you're talking about. Oh it's... god, it
0: was so annoying. But again, the trying to like give them like a search for the, the 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 amount of pixels they had available for those games, for the colors they have. I get. It. I wish it was a little. It just like they had to switch colors for some reason at that point. Why? I don't know. Just keep it that dark color, and I would have been able to see, and it would have been fine.
1: And well, and it's just kind of texture design too, where it's like what are spikes that don't hurt you versus spikes that do? Yes,
0: yes. That was
1: very, they were very bad at not showing that. Mm -hmm. Like, the moving stuff, you could kind of tell. Right.
0: But in general, the game didn't tell you anything. And this is one of those, maybe the manual had more information. But, like... Yeah. Other than the very first, when you start the game, there's a menu that's like: this is health, this is a life, this is what the Abu level looks like, this is a genie head, and it literally kind of explains everything on one solid screen. And then yeah. you go; they explain nothing else throughout the game. So you, they don't explain no. things like how do you hurt certain enemies or mm-hmm. what's happening here. Like it is literally you have to learn as you're playing. And because
1: the weird, the weird. I mean, you know, that's that's old school gaming. I know, right? I know. Like, but like the statues mm-hmm. that would throw stuff at you.
0: And they wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to kill them until they're active.
1: Yeah, it's, they did not do a good job of the layers were not very well defined. Yeah. Like, again, look at look at Earthworm Jim, where the layers are very, very well defined. Yeah.
0: It definitely whereas the one earth very earthworm gym level that you encounter is in the genie lamp that is a tricky oh my freaking God. level i actually so, really
1: liked it so earthworm gym but it was so earthworm and-
0: an element i found that was really interesting that i don't remember encountering a lot in other platforming games and this wasn't just in the genie level but genie was where it was the most apparent is in the genie level there's a lot of like blue smoke that you essentially can jump on that looks like the genie tail kind of and as you're yeah. moving through it If you stand still, you will fall through it, slowly dropping through it. And I I thought that was a really interesting mechanic because it also existed in the other levels, like the palm trees, if you jump on the a palm tree, trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of slowly sink in. And so I thought that was a really kind of fascinating. They're like, you can be here, but not for long. Or there were parts of it where you needed to go through it because there'd be like a power up on the other side. Well, a genie head or a power just up.
1: just yeah. navigating the menu. I, or just I had navigating that it. in in it, one of my notes as well. It's like to yeah. go up, you essentially have to yes. just jump up through that. Yes, I thought that was that was a really really neat thing, as you said. Like it was very and, clever. And not. Yeah, and you kinda got that in those in those palm trees before, Mm -hmm. but that whole level. And again, everything's so frantic. Yeah. Like you're bouncing back and forth. And there's literally platforms that have a sign that just say rest.
0: Yes, I did like that.
1: Settle down.
0: Yeah. Take a break. You won't you won't fall through this platform. Nothing will come come at you on this platform. (laughs) Take a minute. And I, I I did appreciate that. And it was just it was a very cool level that i i was like okay they that was someone really wanted to do this cuz it's nothing to do with the plot of the movie i think that was just someone being like but what if there was a lamp level
1: How yeah it's just fun wild it wild and surreal yeah. and it's it, i i loved that level as the so it's so earthworm it's probably gym. one like, of my
0: favorite levels cuz it just yeah. it, it stood out it was different than anything i had seen before i really liked it and speaking of not telegraphing so while i didn't beat the game from start to finish Yet I'm I'm gonna try But I didn't beat it yet I did because Of the cheats level I could jump from level to level And so I did try mm. I did actually go through And beat every level By itself Like Just not in a run So I was in, I was also uh-huh. I cheated I was invincible So I could get. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! I I, I to beat switched to invincibility and used the rewind feature constantly. Yeah. So earlier I, I, this morning, to but, just so kind I got of to go through all the through levels, the which is game. nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It was nice to be able to see the game. But the the final levels where you're fighting both. So there are bosses. Let's go. But there are bosses in these yes. games. Not every level had a boss, but there were bo- uh, mm, most levels did. I don't think every single one did, but most did.
1: Yeah, close enough. Because there were
0: were some mini bosses and there were bosses. So like in the the streets, you fight the head guard who is basically Donkey Kong and throwing barrels at you.
1: Yes. You also (laughs) fought the guy who was, you fought like Kazim the thief.
0: Yeah, you fought the thief who's the original person to go into the Cave of Wonders.
1: Yes, who should should have been dead.
0: Spoilers. (laughs) Well, to be fair, you get the scarab from him when you kill him.
1: No, that's true.
0: But like, so there's there's like a minibus. So and then in the Cave of Wonders, you fight a statue at one point. It was really weird. You, you fight uh, like a
1: weird genie, like jin monkey
0: genie statue. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it I say jin like a jin is not a genie.
0: Right. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, and it's so
1: the the I say genie and I think Robin Williams.
0: Right, but it's not. And I
1: say jin and I think like <laughs> actually beam, what yeah. a genie is based on.
0: Yeah. And so the final boss, though, is, of course, you fight Iago as a mini boss at one point. Mm-hmm. And then you fight Jafar twice as the final boss, because, of course, this yes. is not my final form. So you fight <laughs> him as, as a human first, and then he turns into the snake monster, and you fight him as a snake monster.
1: He's, he's like a tiny snake monster and compared to that the movie. He's big.
0: Yeah, and he's throwing fire at you constantly, which was like, what? Why?
1: Oh, God. one thing
0: they did not tell you, again, not telling you is, because, again, I was invincible, so I was just, like, hitting him with the scimitar and nothing was happening. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I couldn't do... And then I throw an apple... And it, it, it's normally you throw the apple and they hit them and they're like, okay. But you throw the apple at him and if it hits him, it gives off the genie smoke. So I'm like, oh, somehow these are now magic apples. Don't know yeah, when that, that happened, happened, but
1: it's only in I that level. I think that happened in the Iago boss. Mm. I think for the boss fights, if you hit them with an apple, it pushed off that smoke.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think but, I just yeah. noticed it mostly in that. Because I didn't use the apples oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. the 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 Cave of Wonders boss, I did on, because on the, the Donkey Kong boss, you had to, you could only hit him with apples. Yeah. And so, yeah, so you could only hurt Jafar with the apples as a snake Jafar. So I thought that was kind of hilarious that that was the only time you could hurt him is with the, the special genie apples. And then you never actually fight genie Jafar. You, there's an animation at the end of Aladdin beating genie Jafar, but you actually don't fight him in the game, which is a little disappointing.
1: But I mean, you didn't in the movie.
0: I guess he gets sucked into the lamp, and that's that. Fair just yeah, the that's, that's the
1: second, the second movie.
0: That, yeah, yeah. But in Kingdom Hearts, you get to fight Genie Jafar, so there you go.
1: <laughs> Maybe it happens in the live-action movie that we don't talk about.
0: We don't talk about live-actions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I end up enjoying the game a lot more than I thought I was going to. I'm not going to I
1: really did, too, like... It was hard, but again, Mm -hmm. I wish they had an unlimited lives mode. Yes, Yes, I would much rather have that than invincible. The Switch version literally has a watch mode where you Mm -hmm. literally just watch a playthrough of the game. (laughs) What? Like it's and the the invincible is like just give me unlimited lives. Yeah, because there's enough, especially with the rewind thing. There's enough to be able to. What I say all the time, the best for those hard games is immediately get you back into the yeah. action and not in a frustrating place. Yeah. Like,
0: I think, and that's what killed me about, so most of the game is fine because you had the genie pots, and so you'd start somewhere yeah. like relatively close normally, unless you just totally missed a pot somewhere along the way. But that's what killed me about Which you the, can
1: do. You
0: can, because like, you, it is yeah. exploring. You can miss stuff.
1: yeah. And
0: so that's what the run level killed me is there were none. And so you had to go back to the start every time. And so I would get to that one part, mess it up, and then have to go all the way back to the beginning and inevitably end up messing up before I got there again. And it's just, it was brutal. And I didn't have unlimited lives. And so it was just, it's it's tough. I, I think if I went back, now that I finally figured out by the end, by doing it over and over and over again... Mm-hmm. I finally figured out how to do each of those little segments. I might be able to put it together, maybe not in one run, but like figure it out better. I might not need to, but it still it was it was it was rough. But so yeah, I wish there were unlimited lives. I do wish there were unlimited lives. Yeah.
1: So so fun fact with the figuring out. I realized that the disappearing platforms mm-hmm. the timing of that kind of lines up with Aladdin's idol animations. So, like, even if it's only, like, half a second, he, like, switches back and forth. Yeah. So, like, he would shuffle back and forth, and that timing was the same as the platforms.
0: Interesting. Or close enough where I
1: could time that. I don't know if that was on purpose, but...
0: That's helpful.
1: Yeah. Because, because I
0: mean, especially in that run level, you had to wait. You couldn't jump as soon as you hit the platform, because then you'd hit the ceiling and get hurt. Yeah. So you had to let them sink a little before you move to the next one. That's interesting. So that interesting. was
1: that was interesting. I mean, I yeah, as you said, I liked I liked as soon as I figured out the earthworm gym connection, you could yeah. see it. Like like the stop sign that we talked about in the rose yeah, segment. There's, a stop sign. there's there's an exit sign over the exit of the dungeon. <laughs> like, it's it's those little touches where you're like, yeah. Like, uh, in the there's dungeon, no cow flying in the background. Some but- of the
0: skeletons had Mickey Mouse ears.
1: Why why did those skeletons exist? The Don't worry wacky about it. skeletons with bombs. Oh not, like,
0: not them too. There were wacky skeletons that they're bombs and they explode Oh their you're bones talking about right the you.
1: background. Okay, I got In the background you. there were
0: piles of bones and they had Mickey Mouse head like ears on yeah, them. Yeah,
1: like it's you could you could feel that earthworm Jim connection. And yeah. I honestly I thought the level design was good. Yeah. I thought again the colors could have been better to differentiate.
0: I think the differentiation layers. could have been better.
1: Uh, um, you- going back to the the licensed movie thing, mm-hmm. I actually thought they did a really good job uh, because they put a bunch of references from the movie yes. that you wouldn't think until again, I kind of rewatched it literally earlier today. Like when the guards, when they the hot coals, yes, when they would like jump, that's in the movie. That's yeah. that's a They get a two-second part of whatever, one jump.
0: One jump. I think it's called one jump.
1: Yeah. The guards over the coals. um, The people throwing uh, pots from the window. Yeah. Uh, Riding up a rope from a snake charmer. That's all from that song. Yeah. Like, um, the black lamp exploding... That's Jafar's Lamp. Yeah. It's
0: fascinating uh, that it takes out everyone on the screen, but, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it does. Sometimes it didn't, which was weird. It Um, it took out
0: the closest enemy sometimes.
1: Yeah. The piles of toy animals in Sultan's Palace. That's Ah, directly from the movie. Yep. They did a good, like...
0: Uh, I I I was reading... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, they watched the movie and... Did there was stuff which clearly a games love do that
0: for the movie
1: in yes. this game,
0: they the, but also a love for Disney because I was reading, uh, apparently in the Sultan's Palace. If you look, there's like references to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in the background, oh. <laughs> like, like that's good fun stuff. And you got to love those kind of like homages that they do in those kind of games because when a developer loves what they're doing, it comes through in the game and it came through in this oh, game. Absolutely. They clearly enjoyed putting this game together. And you could tell because the game felt like they enjoyed what they were doing. It wasn't slapped together for the money. It felt like they cared about the game.
1: Which you could do with a dev team of like, I don't know, 20 people and a budget of (laughs) $250,000. Yeah, You could actually feel the love in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, the Iago boss...
0: I think during
1: your last playthrough, like that's literally it's like two seconds in the movie. It's when Jafar's trying to figure out who the diamond in the rough is. Right. He has to power it. Iago (laughs) running on that thing, being like, Could we wait for a normal storm? And then he gets caught and thrown in the gears. Gears. Which is how that boss works. Like so clever. It was it was a nice touch. Like and and not it was a way to apply the movie. In a different context, but still give that context of the movie. Yeah. Like
0: again, they they want you to have watched the movie before you play the game. Yeah, I, I think honestly we had a, I had a ton of fun. So I'm curious, Chris, what is your final score for Aladdin?
1: Oh, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I would give it higher. I was about to give it an eight and a half, and I realized I cheated like crazy to beat the game <laughs> right at the end. Seven and a half. I think the mechanics are pretty good. I thought mm-hmm. some of the hit boxes with the sword fighting mm-hmm. got a little goofy. Yeah, losing all of your apples on death is absolutely catastrophic. As I said they, earlier,
0: at least on bosses, they would populate apples so you could collect them. They if would you give ran you out.
1: four. <laughs> yeah,
0: better than nothing. But
1: it's. I think the texture problems were problems mm-hmm. which makes the game more difficult, which is frustrating because it's like, there's a good game in there. And it yeah. was a good game. I think there's a better game in there with some with a tiny bit of work. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What is what is your final score on the replay?
0: I have to agree at seven and a half. It definitely turned out better than I thought it was going to. I, I think I did better than I thought I was going to do in it. That helps.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I think you're right there are things that you could benefit, like, if there are little tweaks here and there. I think your version, be adding in the rewind ability, just that alone brings it to such a different level of, like, being able to redo stuff like that brings it that's to a, such a different a, level.
1: That's a crutch, though, because True. I abuse the crap out of that. <laughs> I think if you took this game, got rid of the live system, and added maybe double the save points. Yeah. I think it would be a very, very solid platformer.
0: It, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing it. I thought there was really interesting pieces to it. Oh, little details! As we we keep talking about little details, they added if you throw the apples at a knife thrower and they happen to collide with the knives, the apples split in half. They literally. Yes, <laughs> the apples I forgot in about half. that. I forgot. I remembered so that that was a
1: thing, uh, and you could <clears throat> deflect knives.
0: You can deflect knives. I, but that, like, it's little things like that that made the game yep. just stand out so much more for me. And I was like, that's so, it made it fun. It was like, oh, I love the little things.
1: Jumping on the camel where you could make the camel spent. spit, <laughs> which, again, going back to Earthworm Gym, absolutely an Earthworm Gym yeah, sound. Because, like, that's, I didn't look this up, but I meant to. It sounds like a sound effect that they use in Earthworm mm-hmm. Gym because mm-hmm. it's just him going bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> Because you could just sit there and bounce on top yep. of the cable constantly. And it hurts
0: enemies, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I really enjoyed the game a lot more than I thought it would. It's not perfect. Yeah. There are things that could be better, but I liked it. I had a lot of fun playing it. So I originally had a six for my rose because I think I struggled a lot as a kid and didn't ever use the apples as projectiles, which probably was a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And I predicted a seven. Uh, you had it as a rose of a seven and a predicted seven. So our actual play went up and it wasn't because of nostalgia for once. So I no. feel like. This is huge.
1: <laughs> this is this is actually we learned how to play video games in the last twenty-five years. We've
0: improved for once.
1: Yay. <laughs> <Go us. sighs>
0: I really like the game. I had a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. It it, it could be better, but it for its generation, it was a really good game. I, I really I could see why it sold so well on the Sega. It just makes so much sense why this game sold so well and why people remember it still. Yeah. It it it's memorable. But either way, go play the game. It's a lot of fun. Yes. I really enjoyed it. So, Chris, with all that said, we finally wrapped up Aladdin. What's the next game that we're covering?
1: The next game is going to be Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Yay! I'm actually shocked that it's taken us this long to get there.
0: We're trying to spread out the Mario games. We've done quite a few Mario games, to be fair. We have. So... Come back next month for Super Mario World. As we said, there will be some non-Rose episodes coming out in between, most likely. So check those out on the stream. We're trying to be better about our social media. If you caught our social media, if you've been following us on Instagram or Facebook at GWGW Show, you would have seen that some heads up on what games are coming out soon because Chris got to play an arcade game that we're going to be covering, which that's really freaking cool. Yes. So check out our social media, GWGW show. Check us out on YouTube. I'm putting shorts there when I can. I'm I'm trying to get some more videos out soon, but video editing takes a while. So we'll see how that works out. All of it's good. We love talking to you all.
1: Thank you guys so much. We couldn't do this without you. We wouldn't be doing it without you. It's it's always a ton of fun. Big thanks to you guys. Big thanks to our producers. unfortunately aren't here with us tonight because they're both kind of sick. So we've Which been might flying be why solo tonight. But- <laughs> no one's. But stopped. thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wrap up quick. Wrap up quick. Um, um, um. Say goodbye, Katie.
0: Goodbye, Katie.
1: <laughs> but that's not how that line works. But yes. Oh wait, it is.
0: Yes, it is. This is
1: what happens when we don't producers. Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: just other kind of fun snidbits of us being silly like me swinging around a lightsaber
1: snidbits
0: what's wrong with that is it snip bits
1: tidbits
0: tidbits is that it yes i don't know it's a word (laughs) is it It says now is 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 snidbits a word it is now
1: (laughs) So.